Welcome back to another Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. It is the Steve and Keefe Power Hour, August edition, July, August edition. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Steve, it is wonderful to see you again. How are you doing today? I could uh, say good evening, but I guess it's afternoon for you. It is. uh, Nighttime for me. So we'll settle on evening, which seems a perfect balance. Right in the middle, (laughs) supper time, the American (laughs) supper. Uh, I hope you're well. We get together every month to recap the releases in the month that was. Talk a little bit about the finest album of the month as voted on by the staff of Ghost Cult with an eye toward the end of the year as well. And preview the albums to come for the month of August. We are in the full thrall of releases for the summer. There is no let up three years in a row because of, you know, the big uh, pandemic Lovato that we all went through. And, um, you know, the earth is boiling us alive like lobsters in tanks. And, uh, but we have metal, we have riffs and we have screams and we have beats and we have solos. And uh, it has been a fruitful summer if you're going back to June a little bit. It's also festival season. So some of these newer bands are putting out releases and the veteran bands are all rocking stages. So uh, it's a good time to be a metalhead right now. Yeah, it's been uh, been keeping us busy over the summer. I think that's the, the thing. Well, I know we talked about it before. I think, I think there used to be sort of seasons in uh, album releases, but there is no let up. And um, definitely um, like the last last week, couple of weeks, 20, yeah, the last two weeks in July, Full release schedule. I think we actually had the first week in July, if I'm right, we had a, a slight drop off in terms of quantity, but as we get to when we talk through, no drop off in quality. I think <laughs> it was just much more focused on some really heavy stuff. I think that's probably our one week for the year. Uh, maybe first week in August is a little bit light as well. It does seem to be something about release dates. Maybe people are thinking about, um, more about paydays, um, but they're still having less money, um, spending more on fuel and. Uh, yeah, spending all our disposable income on uh, destroying the planet and then uh, not enough on music. So they're all pitching the albums to come out at the end of the month, a week before Bank Camp Friday. And uh, uh, definitely keep us, yeah, it's, but it's, I don't know, if, again, we talk about it, it's always interesting to watch those sort of trends in, in how albums are promoted or how they're released. And that definitely seems to be where we're settling to. First couple of weeks of the month are a bit lighter. Last couple of weeks of the month of rammed. Oh, <laughs> good. Oh, good, mate. Indeed. And oh, and since we last spoke, I was going to say, uh, oh. we spoke on the eve of me going to see Iron Maiden. I did then go and see uh, Maiden on the Senjutsu Summer in Time Tour. So I might come out of gig retirement because I couldn't not for that. And uh, delighted to report. Um, I think they are due to head to the States later this year. Um, they've leaked a couple of dates, and a couple of dates. And uh, if you get the same set, then two of my favourite humans of all time, Adrian Smith and Bruce Dickens, were just beyond incredible i'm not sure how people can be that good at their craft as they are um but seem to actually get better like 30 years on from when they were at their peak um but it was incredible show so uh i'm still still busting a bit off of that to be fair <laughs> so nice did you also come out of marsh retirement as well as show no. retirement <laughs> no we had a really good spot it's gonna sound it's gonna sound really old we had a really good spot about halfway back from the stage and the sound desk in between the two in the middle um, could see everything, could hear everything perfect, and just kind of uh, settle for that. So uh, I, did, I did sort of come out of Marshall Town probably about a year ago um, at Halloween, but that was just uh, I had a few more beers at Halloween, and <laughs> I was a bit closer to the front. So that was the uh, the magic combo for that one. 
I am not trying to come out of Mosh retirement and hurt myself, especially with the clip of shows that I have been going to. I skipped a couple this week. I just was like, I don't have it in me. I have a lot going on. Uh, I have some travel coming up and I have apartment move coming up, even though it's in the same building. So I was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to dial it back just a, just a touch, but I've been doing like two or three shows a week. I saw overkill. They were incredible. Um, And I have Dark Angel uh, tomorrow night as we record this today on a Friday. So Dark Angel's been doing these sort of uh, career-spanning shows. And then, it, you know, Jim Jim Durkin passed away. So they're tribute shows now. And uh, so I'll get to see the Atomic Clock on the drums. And his wife is on rhythm guitar. Uh, she herself is a heavy metal legend of sorts. And uh, yeah, it'll be fun. And then uh, I'm heading back east for the big guys, Metallica, once again, again. Somehow in the just I, California pushed Metallica through all the times I saw Slayer and leapfrogged them because clearly they're retired and the planet has gone to shit ever since. But I have gotten to see Metallica a bunch more times since the end of the bad times. So good for me. So Hooray. You- so you haven't you haven't fancied doing the the new trend that I see everywhere in gigs of uh, everyone doing workouts in the middle of it. That was something. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> the push ups and sit ups during gigs is weird. Not not for me. These floors are dirty. Uh-huh. I don't want to touch them. Uh, plus, <laughs> if I I uh, I do downs, I sit down, I boogie down, I party down, I chow down. I don't do ups. Yeah. I don't do sit ups. I don't do pull ups. I can't do chin ups. Uh, and um, if I try to, if I get down and I try to get back up, I'm done. So like I get down, I lay down. So that's gravity that's works good. on me. Uh, I do hope to come back from my travels lighter. I think I'm going to, I think it'll be actually good for me. I've been very like in the house and, and it actually even uh, somebody just said to me a little earlier, he's like, I haven't seen you in a while. I was like, I'm around. I'm just not around when you're around. <laughs> and I'm also around. So anywho, but, um, you, you know, I feel like if you came out of Mosh retirement, you probably bounce back. Okay. You seem like very fit these days. I've been, I've been good. Yeah. It's been two months. Cut the alcohol right down. And I, so this is, uh, zeros I've discovered, uh, Heineken and Bud and San Miguel all doing decent zeros, but probably dived into some of the good, um, so Brewdog and what they call Beaver Town, some really nice um, alcohol-free beers. Um, so I'm saving myself one day a week. I'll allow the uh, – I haven't gone teetotal, but, yeah, in the one day a week I'm allowing myself the, the good stuff. Uh, but I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's been a while, but I do remember a few years back when we saw Sonosphere to 2009, so it was a long time ago, and um, properly came out of Mosh Retirement during Anthrax because that was a show where um, – they turned up pre-internet, turned up John Bush just on vocals, unexpected, unannounced. No one knew. They thought it was the guy that was in between that wasn't Bush and Belladonna. And it was incredible. And I remember got proper stuck in during Anthrax. And the next day, just chilling a little bit, a little bit worse for wear the next morning, watching Paradise Lost in the midday sun. And some guy just taps you on the shoulder and goes, you're the dude down the front for Anthrax, weren't you? I was like, yeah, he's like, you packed some serious power <laughs> so i was like i'll take that <laughs> i'll take that so. nice much love much love for my my one of my favorite bands there anthrax i miss i miss john bush i was thrilled to see uh armored saint open for wasp they canceled the uh what was going to be the impending current leg of the wasp armored saint u.s oh, tour yeah. they canceled it because blackies in disrepair as, as gaz 
wrote in his review as I wrote in my review he's I like the energy and I like the determination he was not doing well on the UK tour and the European tour they they did almost you know they missed a couple but he he toughed it out but uh you know these guys are not getting any younger uh and maybe Armin Saint's going to write a new record to... in the meantime uh cool uh, yeah, cause I thought when I thought Blackie was struggling I saw him on the KFD tour I was like 20 years ago so he's done well to keep going as long as he has but on Armour Saint, um, saw them a few years back, and they played a small small club as a warm up show for a load of festivals. They did, and uh, John John's still sounding incredible live. The band are still, still yeah, still got it. So whatever they get up to, they'll uh, I'm sure be good. He apparently he has, has music. He has three bands going, and all have music apparently recorded for or on the way to being you know writing new yeah. Saint record. He's got a blues rock band that he's talked to me about and a third unknown project that could be you know who knows what it is so he and he's still threatening to do like the unfortunately missed the window for the sound of white noise 30 anniversary yeah, but yeah. like he's still talking about doing putting a band together maybe he's talked to paul crook about it who used to be an anthrax at that time yeah, yeah. and do like a john bush era anthrax tour which I would love, you know me. I'm like, please, so please, can we have more? I, mean, I had the sound of white noise on in the gym today. Like, being, yeah. I played it the other night, and it's just been, you know, what it's like once you stick it back on after a while. You just can't. Once isn't enough. Just kind of have to have to keep going. My favorite one of theirs, and like they've, they've got some ridiculous albums, but you yeah. can't can't beat sound of white noise for me. You no, know, you no, know, it's one of my, it's one of the best. It's that it's in their top three, uh, which is saying a lot because I think they have a lot of great records. But anywho. Speaking of great records, let's talk about the month of July. We did a forecast last episode. We bandied about a lot of releases that have come now and heard. Um, I'm curious to hear some of your final positions on some of these records or, you know, any other further thoughts or if anything surprised you on on a second listen or on a new listen. Um one thing I will say for myself really quick before you answer, which is I am getting a lot of joy out of, you know, occasionally I edit some of these reviews and I haven't listened to the record. And then the review makes me want to read the record. And I feel like I still have a little bit of a fan in me. Uh, and again, uh, shout out to the best darn staff in the world. Um, and some of those reviews are just, they, they really uh, sum it up well and get me pumped and motivated to go and listen. And then on, you know, uh, there's definitely some stuff that I hear a lot beforehand, but there's also releases. Oh, it's Friday. Let me go check that pre-saved everything on Bandcamp or Spotify, or let me go listen to it now. That's usually like, that's the point I get rid of the holics and I move on to yeah, yeah. try to get some micro pennies in people's accounts. <laughs> so let me, let me know how you are feeling now that we've gone through July. Yeah, um, no, I, and I tend to do it. It's weird, kind of go through phases, but at the moment I'm kind of listening to all of the stuff that isn't the big, really obvious stuff to, to cover. Um, so all the things we're going to we cover pretty much regardless of how good it is, I tend to wait until it's out, until I listen to. Um, but then get, I'm getting more ahead on the, on the stuff that's, yeah, new and interesting, bands I've heard bits of and, and so on. And when we get to our August bit, that's kind of how my listening ahead of August has, has gone for that. But... It also played out for for July. So we talked last time around Hans uh, Hans Lopez uh, covering the Cavalier record. Um, 
with with his review in that I've been really skeptical about it before it came out. And we began to talk about John Bush and re-records and, and things. I'm not generally a huge fan of it. Um, I, I like the, the original. I don't mind a remaster here and there as long as it's not messed around with too much. Um, but I was yeah quite skeptical about that Cavalier record. And then Hans can be quite a discerning critic, you know, in times when he he came through giving it full praise, um, really, really quality write-up for it. It kind of started with me feeling a little bit more enthusiastic about it. First listen through, and I absolutely loved it. Like, and just, um, was just exchanging messages online with Dom Lawson, um, you know, Metal Hammer, Blah Blah Mouth, um, Guardian, whatever it is. And it's like, it's the, it's got the energy and the the quality, uh, the quality of the and the rawness of the the original, but it's just played better. <laughs> it's just like and it sounds better. So they haven't lost anything by re-recording or changing the production. They've actually enhanced it. So um, a lot of time I've been listening to Morbid Visions, which an album I haven't really listened to for about twenty odd years. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of a bit of a shock as to how much I've enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, uh, and it's just good to hear Max in in great great voice still. Uh, Eagle, yeah, nailing it on the drums. So just yeah, really impressive, um, really impressive album. Um, and I think maybe that sort of sowed the seed for for July being quite a heavy month for me. And I know we've talked around listening trends and a couple of months ago, I was like, nah, extreme stuff's out. I'm listening to one of my extreme things. We've got Foo Fighters, Avenged Sevenfold, blah. Now that July was heavy, um, and 21st of July was the day of death. The day of death, death metal. Uh, we had an extravaganza last week. Um, so I really like the Ageless Summoning record. So it's kind of like murky. Um, I don't know. It's almost like a catchier portal-ish sort of thing um, vibe to it. You know, there's some real that kind of rich, rich Benton. Um, but absolutely, I'm sure he you know, really enjoys this record as well. But that kind of below, like, what's the word? Below popular death metal, the next tier down, that murky underground bit of Lovecrafty stuff going on. Also, really like Gateway, um, Doomed Death record um, on on Transcending Obscurity. They, they've had a lot of good records, good, really good hit rate over the last eighteen months and two years uh, on that on that label. But that's a that's a disgusting death doom sort of uh, <laughs> sort of record. Um, and then um, the other one that and I hadn't checked. Uh, the Outer Heaven record out until release. Um, one of the ones because we were going to cover it. That's fine. I didn't really need to to pre pre listen to it. And I've always liked them, but I've never loved them. But this record I love. This this it really works for me. It's kind of got that modern production, but it's not too slammy or too you know. There's none of those bits. It's quite. It's very techy, but without being overly weirdly. And it's just good. Just really, really good. Solid. Brings all the elements of death metal together, but in a strong, really strong death metal um, album. So, and the other one um, today, just um, again waiting to release day to check out, and I think you'll probably go into more detail on is the, the Mutoid, uh, Mutoid Man album, Mutants. Um, my first real listen of, of them in general. I kind of um, not really come across or got into them too much, but it's interesting hearing a band like that. Um, and then retrofitting, if you like, to some of the other bands you've been into, because then suddenly, so I've always liked Puppy, but suddenly Puppy make even more sense when you hear Mutoid Man, you know, things like that. And you hear, he's like, oh, right, so all that stuff that's happening, yeah, over there, uh, that comes from this. So, so yeah, so that, that's been my, mainly my, my the, the surprises, I think, that we didn't really cover too much uh, last time around, were the ones that stood out for me this month. So.
fiddling with my list here. Um, yeah, you know, same for me. I think there were some real fun ones, obviously the obvious ones, but also, again, some of those, just to reference some of those reviews, restraining order, uh, mm-hmm. you know, punchy, punchy, moshy, hardcore stuff. Uh, I mentioned some Nori last month. Uh, was not disappointed when I finally heard the record. Um, in human condition, uh, which is not a true, you know, normally sort of half and half releases, like half studio and half live. I don't give them a lot of attention, but this one was fun. And um, the live tracks are slapping, as they say, as the kids say. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a couple of the the more obvious, you know, Outer Heaven for your OSTM, American death metal stuff. And uh, and then, you know, of course, I'm sure everybody uh, will talk about the, you know, the ultimate ones. But I'll also just throw in Serpent of Old and Lockjaw, because those are two records I wasn't really high on. And then I came away really actually impressed and surprised and impressed and um, happy that I checked them out. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, some some of the left of center stuff as opposed to, you know, I reviewed Seven Dust and I still slogging away at roundups and lives that have yet to run that need to when the time permits and I sleep a little and I'm a little more refreshed. Um, I worked really hard. I really like spent a lot of time, you know, I'm not going to deny that I'm a big seven dust fan. I will just say that it's a very mature record for them. I think if you have 14 records, like, you know, bands that have 10 plus records in 20 or 30 years, it can be very tempting to just kind of like, we know what we sound like, let's mail it in. And I like that a band that's around that long is still trying to like, they're hungry to make new songs that are good that it's a long record and there's no nothing I would throw out, which is a very high compliment. Uh, you know, it's not like a top tier for them. You know, it's not an S tier, but like it's up there with, you know, their best stuff and it's very consistent. And uh, like I said, they kind of did the, I wrote in my review, they kind of did a Slipknot thing where they opened with the ballad, kind of a ballady song. And it gets heavy at the end, but it's really not a heavy song. It's like it's a very subdued, way to start an album and it's almost like you know we know who we are we're gonna have a banger on the next track we don't have to do that we don't have to write the big opening track they did that for a long time where they would like the opening track would be the fast heavy solo-y thrash you know melodic thrash metalcore they would throw the kitchen sink as you say in that first track and they've kind of stopped doing that the last couple of records so i think that's a really nice approach you know same producer New label, I like. I like this hungry besides, band. I'm interested to see which one of these they're going to play live beside the singles. Yeah. I was going to say as well, not to not to play smoke up you, but really good review from you. It was wasn't an album I was particularly interested uh, to be honest about checking. I know you love them, but, but they've never I've never gone in and tried them. But the the reviews done what a good review should. It's piqued the interest, and uh, and I went go and check the album. So uh, so well done. Crazy I do, I do love it. it does have it does nice thank you it does also have i i don't regard actually i have i met a i made a new friend locally who was like i looked at your website and i don't see your name on a lot of stuff and it's like i leave my name off a lot of things um yeah. i don't need to stamp my name on something anymore but like you know I, look I, I don't hide the fact that i'm a big fan and uh i did try to approach it from understanding their history but also not like gushing on them without 
it being deserved. Um, yeah. There are, yeah, I think like fans of the original first few Seven Dust records, that first three are absolutely killer. And this record reminds me a lot of some of that stuff. Not all of it, not so heavy, not as raw as they tried to be, but like some of it, the, when they started to get the polish around album two and three, I hear that like the polish, but you know, but also a lot of riffs and grooves. So I'm, ex- I'm, I'm thrilled. I, I'm looking forward to it. And then, uh, yeah, you, uh, I will also just shout out. Yeah. Mutoid man, you know, if you contrast cave in to mutoid man, they're completely different animals and yeah. they should be because they're kind of different bands. But obviously, it's also Steven, who is also does Blood Moon with Converge, which is basically a Converge offshoot. Um, and he's done guest spots on other people's bands. It's kind of like Mutoid Man is like the punk rock cousin once removed of Red Fang and Clutch. Like if Clutch was a little more yeah. hardcore and Red Fang was a little looser, they would be Mutoid Man. And, uh, you know, still... High musicianship, Ben Keller is incredible. A dude had a broken arm a couple of years ago and they were tracking this record and he had just recovered his, he like broke his elbow skateboarding or, or something and uh, just recovered in time to record this and you can't tell because he's a beast, right? Um, and I'm, I'm, it's an exciting record and, um, you know, uh, it's, it's less heady. You know, Caven is so heady and so like cerebral. And this is not meant to be cerebral, which I like. It's like take a vacation from your brain for the next 35 minutes. And I and I like it's like short, but not too short. This is a thing that comes up on uh, the Glacially Musical podcast, my other podcast, where we talk about like what is an album, what is an EP, does it matter, does it not matter? And uh, we're the that my my partner there, Nick, is of the belief that 42 minutes is the perfect album length. So I think Mutoid Man is right in there, right under it. So, yeah, yeah right, right to the point. Definitely high marks. Um, before we move on to uh, uh, forecasting August, uh, would you like to reveal the Ghost Cult album mm-hmm. of the month for July? We need to get a little musical interlude of a drum roll that builds up to it. It'd be kind of real cheesy at the end of it. Uh, no, and um, really pleased. Again, when we spoke about July... Um, as a forward um, in the last in the last last podcast, we mentioned uh, this is one um, we called out that we thought you know we hadn't had a chance to listen to it yet, and it came out early in, in the month of, of July, and uh, has been other than Cavalier personally the album I've listened to the most. I think for our staff team, it's the one that's connected most, um, and it is the second album from Black Braid. Um, really impressive. Um, so again, as we, we touched on last last time. First album was good and looking forward to see, you know, and it made an impact. It definitely sort of um, caught a few people's attention, uh, attentions, whatever the, the correct grammatical. Um, you can't go back and edit when he's talking, can you? I'm like with the word documents. Um, but it feels to me like the second time around, um, it's just an improvement and enhancement in pretty much every way of the, you know, it's like setting the, the laying the foundation with the first album and the second album is then building the house is like this is definitively black braid and you know what it sounds like melodic epic black metal elements of i guess of agalock and uh walls of the throne are in there but it's not a copy and it doesn't sound like those are elements of and they're just the you know i guess to give people that haven't heard black braid a reference point of, of where to to kick off from 
it, it sort of has, um, I guess, all the classic stuff you want. So one one person um, project, um, but it manages to sound larger than life without any hint of cheesiness, and it manages to be epic without being uh, camp. And it's yeah, just a, a really really strong record. There's some some nice um, instrumentation, some you know some organic instrumentation on there. But it's at heart a melodic black battle record um, and a really, really good one at that. So I shout out, we all shout out Tim and Edin for a very strong review on this. And uh, and we support the team for their with their, their choice for their album of the month. Right. Very pleased to have you join the, uh, the list that we've got for this year. So. Unsurprising that it was Black Braid. Fantastic album. Uh, it's interesting to me to see the transition from the solo project like many black metal projects are the work of one auteur and then he took it on the road and mm. did this whole band thing and i think people were really blown away i think there's been a couple of bands this year that have lived up to the hype uh sleep token is one i know they're very divisive uh there are a few others this is definitely one of them where like the buzz is legitimate and i'm yeah. very excited like the album gets better and better on repeat listens that's what a great album should do i would not be surprised if this factored into the album of the year very high i think a lot of people yeah. are high on this and i would say like the american black metal not to not to knock my country people but we haven't been specializing in like this raw true black metal as much anymore we really you mentioned wolves in the throne room who i love and there are some very gnarly bands right now doing the very like occult robes and smoke and, you know, um, all the pomp and circumstance. But like sometimes you just need to rock out and hail Satan. And I think we have been missing that in our black metal. And I hope that this I hope that it's a, I don't want to I don't want to say I hope it sparks a trend, but I hope it points the dial in the direction of more raw american black metal for the next wave of whatever's coming um and then it made me want to listen to a lot of black metal and i put on my mayhems and i put on my emperors and i i you know i go i go reach for dark i pulled out a dark throne record on the live stream last night that i was playing last week all last week i was like ah besides i was like i need to put also like after reviewing seven dust i need to hear like dark throne so like, <laughs> i was like oh i need this in my life now so yeah i, lo I love the black Raid record there's no but there are a few that could have had the crown and uh yeah shout out again to timmy the big show the uh ceo of screams if you follow him on twitch if you don't you should right. he does a jump you know he does all the horror video games and then jump scares himself into oblivion um what a guy what a guy um i hope to see uh Tim and some of the Boston ghost cultists when I visit Boston later next month. Um, and then, so yeah, that, uh, that takes us through kind of puts a, a, a period on July. And so now we have August. And, and like I said, other than that quiet first week, probably because of the American holiday, uh, which was weird. That was weird. And even the day after the holiday was very quiet. And then it was like a barrage of press releases Thursday and Friday. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's almost like it's not worth going on vacation and it's not worth having these big holiday breaks. They don't really help at all. But in terms of August, oh, it is heavily stacked. Um, maybe not with the most household yeah. name albums, but definitely a lot of quantity. But also there are some there will be some highlight reel type things. 
I was going to say as well, for those um, who are taking summer holidays, you need to, and, and also support bands by buying their, uh, buying their albums, you will need to save some money back for 25th of August. Um, we, we've talked before, um, if we had hair, pulling it out, pulling our beard hair out about those certain weeks that appear in the calendar where you look and it fills up an entire screen of the spreadsheet just of one day and you're like, okay, we've got like 10, 12 albums we can cover that week and there's like 30 here. <laughs> we could justifiably um, get uh, get our, our hands on, but it's cool. We'll do our best, and uh, but as, you, as you say, um, a real amount of quantity in terms of you know, volume of releases, but also that there's some really good albums coming up in in August um, that I have heard, and some really big names right at the end of August uh, that I haven't yet that for definitely to. Okay, you know, to look forward to. Um, so, but I guess if we do our, our usual, I'll go through the ones that uh, I've picked out personally that um, I've checked out. Then go, we'll go through yours, and then we'll mop up with the who we missed. Oh yeah, um, and just for everyone that's uh, that's waiting, yes, there is a Candlebox album out in August. <laughs> so, uh, their last one apparently, isn't it? I think by all accounts. Um, but yeah, so the ones that that have kind of really caught caught the year when we've been um, been listing ahead to see what's coming up and um, getting prepped for who's going to be covering what and so on. Um, it's been, um, it almost feels like a whole tight PR kind of um, plug here. So three bands all on the same, all with the same PR, different labels, um, but we do, we do love Lisa, Hannah, Matt, James, et al. Uh, other PR agencies are available, I have to say. Um, but there's a, yeah, so they've got a few albums coming out in the middle of the month. Um, that I think are really worth really worth checking out. So we've got Hail uh, the Sun with their album Divine Inattention on between Rude Records and Equal Vision and kind of like a, a alternative rock, bit of math, bit of post-hardcore in there. Really, really impressed with that. I've not come across that band before. Um, and um, yeah, I've had a fair few repeat plays of, uh, of the Hail the Sun record. Um, Trumping that for me, uh, even even that was uh, To Kill Achilles and their new album Recovery um, on a Rising Empire. Again, more in that alt rock post hardcore space, but really, really good. And I know Matt Cook, who's covering it, has fallen in love with the lyrics for, for the record. So the album's called Recovery, and it's obviously it's quite a personal record to the band, but it's one of those great moments where the lyrical depth matches the musical quality. And you don't always get that, and sometimes you can kind of get one or the other, but to have a band. For me, anyway, in post-hardcore space, now both. Um, that's been a really impressive, um, really impressive record for me so far. Um, one that I'll definitely be spending much more time with over the next few weeks and, and coming months. Also have um, Orbit Culture um, towards the, the middle of the month. Uh, they're having Descent on Seek and Strike. It's a label I hadn't really heard much of until the last 12 months and they seem to have come from nowhere for me and having a really strong hit rate there's definitely been quite a few um they tend to to sort of settle more in the deathcore black and deathcore kind of uh, space but a lot of kind of tech uh tech death in there as well but orbit culture more uh more in the mainstream um still heavy uh still shouty um but probably the, the names that recall for me anyway, the notes i've took were around iris and uh Gajira, that kind of Groove, um, yeah, catchy metal. Um, next step on from them, um, actually, I'm not sure. Yeah, um, next step on from them, I've got Candle Candlelight. I didn't I had to check my notes, it'd fallen off the screen. Uh, and for me, a sleeper for 
for possibly my favourite album of the year. We'll see. And this is quite an early, bold prediction claim to come out with. Um, and that's the second album from UK band, repping my, my homies, uh, Earn, Earn with an E on the end, um, A Feast on Sorrow. And this record is, uh, I don't know, like first time I heard it, just sitting there, I was clearing emails for Ghost Cult stuff, just, just going through, had it on the, not quite in the background, but you know, doing a bit of multitasking. And just, just the amount of times in that first system, just stopping and like turning to look at the, the casting through the, the TV screen and just like, they didn't used to be this good. It's like, you know, I mean, this band were decent before. Let's not like this, but it was generally like several like what the moments. And there's, there seems to be different extras in there, like some of the possibly even like 90s groove, um, Godflesh helmet kind of stuff that maybe wasn't as prevalent before but they're, they're a straight up metal band where i think where they're for them like the metallica influence is the justice for all and the uh orion master of puppets parts of you know metallica not the thrash and banging head against the stage bits and it's a really intelligent complex um metal modern thrash album with so much depth and breadth to it and yeah, um, I'm trying to hold something back for next month, but I'm quite happy just to burst it all out this month. You know, this album's still three weeks away from coming out. And I've probably listened to it as much as any other album this this year and really, really, really stoked on um, for Earn. And uh, I assume it's pronounced Earn. I don't know. <laughs> just with an E on the end. Um, uh, yeah, really stoked for them because uh, I know from seeing a few bits on, on the line on their social presence, they all bands care about their output, but it's obviously a very personal band to them. They're a band that at times perhaps have been overly defensive where people have been critical online, but it comes from, it seems to come from a good place rather than being an arsehole, you know, and I think it's just that general kind of like, we love what we do and we, what, how, how come you don't get it sort of thing rather than that. I think maybe everyone, most people that like good, intelligent metal should be all over this record. Um, I'm going to throw one out, one last one from going from that extreme. Um, to the extreme for my last shout out for August. Um, but I think we, we all know this is an obvious one for us to, to highlight. So we won't spend too much this time because we'll cover it next one. comes out at the end of the month. But the second Celestial Sanctuary record, uh, Insatiable Thirst for Torment on Church Road. Um, I've been very good. I've only listened to the first single, not even the second one that's come out. Um, but I love, love those guys. Slightly biased that Matt, the guitarist, um, covered and played bass um, for us. My, previous band on our tour we did so I've known Matt for a few years from Obscene Entity and Trines and other bands that he, he was in before Celestial but um, the, again we've said before and we talked about different albums at different times certain bands seem to know when it's their time and if they get it right it's that big massive jump you know it can be this could be a real real status boost for them um, they're primed and ready to go and from what I've heard and from what I can tell from talking to Matt and to, to Tom uh, this is the album they need to produce, and they have a very big chance of being the next genuinely sizable, successful death metal band. Um, and the first one to come out UK in a long time to do that, but it's really good and it's disgusting. So, what more can you ask for? <laughs> it's horrible in the best way. <laughs> horrible. Um, I, I don't know if you saw me pump my fist at Earn. Earn is also my yeah. favorite album to come yet yet to come out. Uh, that I have heard extensively uh, interviewed yeah. uh, the band, oh, yeah. and I'm really excited. I love this record, and I know 
you know, it's no small thing to get taken under the wing of a legend. And uh, it's they've, you know, uh, Joe Duplantier and his brother Mario from Gojira have not only taken them on tour, taken an interest in the band, appeared on their album now. So without full spoilers, but spoilers, it's a banger. It's such a banger and it's so good on repeat listens. I'm really excited for that one. Uh, but also there, I have a few others. Um can't go into October without talking about the return of Death Clock, Metalocalypse, uh, Brendan Small, all under the same umbrella. Uh, his, you know, outside of the comedy element and the movie and the, you know, Death Clock, the band that is a cartoon band, these are masterful, greatest in the world level musicians, you know, like the equivalent of Devi. You know, Brendan himself is an, a brilliant guitar player and vocalist. Neely Brosh is one of the best artists in the world. Gene the Atomic Clock, Hoagland, who I talked about before. Brian Beller, who could play guitar and bass, by the way. Uh, guy's nuts. Um, they have two albums coming out, the soundtrack to the movie and Death Album 4. So, you know, I know it's going to be funny and people are going to meme this stuff, but it's also, like, incredible High-level death metal. Um, of course, I have to talk about Spirit Adrift because I love the Stoner Doom, and I love that they transitioned away from the Stoner Doom to be more heavy metal, and it actually, they pulled it off. So there's this sort of way, wave of American trad metal. Um, mm -hmm. it, we're still covering it. I think we're covering it a little less intensely. Also, I think there have been less stellar releases this year than in past years, but it's still a whole thing. And uh, Spirit of Drift album's great. Uh, I I am tempted to shout out all the bands I have or will interview, but um, yeah, Spirit of Drift is awesome. Darsombra is a band I followed for a long time. That's kind of a weird avant-garde. It's almost like a European band, but they're American. It's like a roadburn band, basically. They do this yeah. avant-garde drone stuff, and I am addicted to it. Uh, also, also Spanish love songs. Just a very, uh, you know, we all we we are always circling, we're circling them like a cage fighter. They are, you know, a terrific, basically an alternative rock band. They're not metal, but they, you know, they cover a lot of ground. They always seem to turn out very consistent stuff. Even when they put out, in their own words, a throwaway record that was like an odds and sods thing. Even that was great. I was like, oh my gosh, these are better than some of the other stuff they've done early in their career. So excited for their new record. And then probably an outgrowth of me going to that new metal festival in May. Um, I have to shout out Cinnamon Babe is finally releasing her debut AP. Uh, yep. Fatherless. Uh, she is unapologetically rap metal, new metal. She's fiery on the verses. She also can scream and sing. Um, she's very confrontational. She has a song with Otep that's also a banger that's out now. And I'm super pumped. Uh, as many people love her and hate her equally. And I think it's fun to have, I, I'm not rooting for people to hate on her, of course, but I think she doesn't take any guff from any fans. She gives it right back to them. She challenges them. And if they're not down to be challenged, it's their loss and she will light them up on social media. People have tried to come for her on uh, TikTok and Instagram and stuff, and she just eviscerates them. So I expect the songs I haven't heard to be no less fiery. 
uh, <laughs> and I'm yeah. very excited about that. And there's some other, there's a few others, uh, you know, I'll, I'll hold some of my commentary for next month. So we have something else to talk about, but there, there are quite a, a good number of releases. Like I said, uh, maybe not all the household names, but maybe they will be future household names. Like I think Earn will be. Yeah, I was going to say, in terms of household names, um, and we'll just do a quick flyby. We won't, I haven't heard any of these at all. So, um, but just ones that to keep an eye out for. Obviously, uh, Alice Cooper um, has this record at the end of the month, Candlebox. Um, I mentioned them lightheartedly, but yeah, there are worse bands than Candlebox out there, to be fair. They're not ones that are to be, to be dunking on, really. Uh, interested in Filter. Um, I haven't, generally, haven't heard much of them since. Um, title of record so we've what 25 years ago um but i do still play that from time to time it's a good, a good record asking alexandria who impressed me since danny was not doing back in the band um they, their next record coming out their self-title was really good um and they're, they're a band that i wouldn't have ever thought i would like <laughs> you know I, the stuff that i was into you know it's not metal but it is um, but they're actually a really good band and they've got better with better with age and danny rejoining so i'm interested to hear what they've got uh, coming up and one, I think the single most requested um, album in terms of from our reviewers to review, um, Holding Absence, have their um, album up at the end of the month. Um, a lot of interest in that, but I, I've been holding back from that. I haven't, I haven't listened to that one yet. So, yeah. Nice. There's a few uh, big names there. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like Skindred comes out the first week of the month. Oh, and yeah, we, yeah. They, ne they are never they're never weak. They always have a strong album. Uh, they've had a particularly fertile last few years. Uh, they, the record they put out before the dark times was incredible. Uh, big things or big things. If you're Benji, uh, Benji also got to do a dub war record in there somewhere. So like, you know, bringing it full circle, but still being relevant. I haven't heard much beyond the singles that we reported on, but you know, they never have a bad record. So it's a safe bet that even if we don't review the Skindred record, go get yourself the Skindred record. It's it's going to be a party. It. Oh, okay. It's going to be a party. And yeah. uh, I always, I know that, that, you know, they always do us a, a really strong job. Yeah, that's cool. And we'll just shout out one more, uh, coming back to the horrible music um, side of things. But this is a shout out to, uh, to, our, to our writer, Callum, Callum Reed as well. Um, I've not known many people get as enthusiastic before they've heard a record about covering a record and then um, to follow it through um, but the, the second Godstrom album so um, X Paradise Last X My Down Bride um, British, Valon Fire in Valon Fire yeah um, yeah British Doom Death not Death Doom have to get the right way around <laughs> but to be fair this is stuff the, the peaceful three that I grew up on in, in the 90s as well um, really like the first Godstrom record Callum's done a fantastic job on the review. Um, he's had a bit some time out um, over the last four, six weeks or so, but he's back with a bang um, with a whole, whole of. It's one of the most enthusiastic for miserable music re uh, reviews that I've read, and I love it. So I'm looking forward to hearing the record as well. So fantastic! If I'm not mistaken, that is yet another album in 2023 with Aaron from My Dying Bride on a guest, <laughs> a guest appearance. <laughs> this guy is everywhere. This year, I don't is know if anyone else has done that. No one in the uh, in this call has done that on their album this year. No one. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Uh, only one I can think of, not me. Um, <laughs> by the way, I'll just shout out as we record this. My band with Omar 
surprise release art we didn't put the story up yet but my band with omar put up surprise release their demo that is like the most oh. popular thing that band ever did so if you watch i have to shout it out if you watch the ghost cold interviews if you see our social media stuff our breaking news chiron that sometimes pops up on social media that's a song by the band we had salted wounds i was really a late era member uh, the original three members from high school are on the first few demos, and then they put out, they were on several popular compilations. Uh, a full-length album has never happened, but the the fact that they li literally today, as we record this, there's a band camp with a, 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 their, out, their EP, their demo EP on it. It's, it's impressive. For the time, it was very impressive. Young guys right out of high school, basically um gnarly death metal a little hardcore a little suffocation a little biohazard mm -hmm. um i maybe someday that ep we worked on together that i am on uh will come out i'm also in the photo we have because we don't have another modern photo it's not that modern it's like seven years old but like if you want to see that when, when the story goes up i'm like uh, i'm covered a little bit by the singer but you can kind of see me playing bass it's pretty funny it's a funny picture and uh, maybe it'll, maybe we'll, it'll, it'll do something. It's, it's fun to have it. It was kind of lost to antiquity. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody uses reverb nation, but that's where it's been. And now it's on Bandcamp, So that's a lot of fun. Maybe I'll link it in the description. Shout out to uh, our uh, co-owner and uh, another, another lead here at GC Omar, who will be editing this no doubt. So once again, we find ourselves at the end of these things. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you enjoyed this, please like and subscribe. So many people, I talked about this last on the last live stream I did. So many people message me. I didn't know Blank had a new album out. So the way to do that is Discovery. We put out a post every week that has the releases to come. Uh, we then reshare that again on release day. And there's this podcast where we talk about albums that have come out and ones to come. And there are other resources that are not ghostcultman.com that I am okay if you go look them up as long as you're supporting these bands. If you go on a band camp, click the follow button, then you get notified when they update their band camp. If you're a Spotify person or an Apple Music person, pre-save. That helps these bands, especially at the higher level bands. That helps them immensely. So... Just, just some goodwill, just throwing it out there. Again, there's a Bandcamp Friday coming up. I, I don't know how much longer Bandcamp Friday will be a thing past this year, but then it's coming back for the rest of the year starting August 2nd. So uh, hopefully, maybe this will come out by then. We'll find out. I'm not sure. Right. I hope so. And uh, again, Steve, always a pleasure to see your face, hear your voice, share your thoughts. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks to the staff for killing it as always. And uh, yeah, I'll see you in the next one, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers.